It's hard for me to believe that it's almost Advent. Next Sunday is the first Sunday of Advent, which means it's December, which means we're coming in on Christmas. It's unbelievable how fast time moves. And today is a special solemnity. It's called the Feast of Christ the King. And I love the new translation because it says, it changed it from Christ the King to the Feast of our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe, which is much more expansive, right, than Christ the King. He's not just King of humanity. He's not just King of the world, of the solar system. He's King of the entire created order. There is no place in all of creation, in the entire universe, where God can't point his finger and say, Mine. Mine. Actually, there is one place. There is one place where he can't necessarily point his finger and say, Mine. And that's your heart. There's always a choice in the heart to let Christ either reign or to let you reign. Will you let him reign? Will you let his kingship into your heart? I think we're constantly running from Christ the King. It's been that way since the beginning. If you remember the story in, in the Genesis account of creation, the first thing that God says to Adam and Eve, right, after the fall, is what? Anybody remember? What's that? Right, where, where are you? Why are you hiding? Why? Do, so the, the first, the minute that Adam and Eve do something wrong, they don't humbly come forward and say, we messed up. They run away. They try to get as far away from God as they can. And so that is the thing, I think, that blocks Christ's kingship in our own hearts. It's what we've done wrong. And the funny part is, that's where Christ wants to meet us. Is in the place that we, he, where we've done wrong. That's why he did that. To show us that there's, that's what we did to him and he lovingly accepted it. Even in the resurrection account, right? I love that when it says, he shows up and it says, they, they were startled. Which is like the biggest euphemism in the entire Bible. I mean, a dead man is now in their midst. They were not startled. These were like, I mean, you're, you're screaming and running. And he, it says, he says, peace be with you. And then he says, shows him his wounds. And he says, peace be with you again. What's he doing? He's saying, be at peace. You did this. You did this, but it's okay. I love you. I forgive you. There's nothing you can do to me that will ever turn my love away from you. The only way that Christ does not reign in our hearts is if we don't let him. There are two explicit times where Christ is hailed as a king. Do we know those two explicit times? Can anybody tell me the two times where he is hailed as a king? You already answered. <laughs> Easter and That's pretty darn good. I'm impressed. I don't know if you've noticed, but we have two nuns and they didn't answer. <laughs> And I bet you $100 of my own money we're the only parish that has two nuns on a Sunday Mass from two different orders, which is awesome. We'll talk about them later. Yes! <laughs> Easter and Christmas, at his death and at his birth. When he is born into the world, the Magi come from the East and say, where is this newborn king? And what does Herod do, the current king? He doesn't say, oh, great! A new king's in town. Let me welcome him and give him my seat on my throne. No. He immediately puts a death sentence on his head. 
Christ's kingship is welcomed from the very beginning with hatred, with anger, and with murder. Why? Because Herod knows if Christ is to reign, he must give up power. And as much as we sit back and say, oh, Herod's such a terrible man, the slaughter of the innocents. The same movement happens in your heart and my heart. If Christ is to reign in our hearts, we have to give up power. And man, do we hate that. That is legitimately like the hardest thing for humanity to do. You and me included. And so we, we want our own kingship. Our own way. Our own power. And so we deny the kingship of Christ. The second time is at his death. Remember? From all the way from Palm Sunday to the crucifixion, he's hailed as king. In good and bad ways. First coming in, yay, the king of the Jews. And then you stink because you're the king of the Jews. And there are all these mockeries hurled at Christ throughout the crucifixion. But the one mockery that goes down through the centuries is the line when it says, come down from the cross and we'll believe. Get off the cross. We hate the cross. We hate looking at that because that means that that is an integral part of life. The Second Vatican Council said that Jesus Christ reveals man to himself. So he is revealing something to us there. That suffering, that self-sacrifice, that self-abandonment, that's the way to holiness. The cross is the key. And we hate it. And we shout it to come down, get off of that. We hate it. Tell us about anything. Just don't tell us about the cross. You and I hate the fact that discipline, suffering, is the key. Suffering's a gift. And I know your heart, my heart, we revolt at that statement. I hate suffering as much as you do. But I will say this, the times that I've suffered and accepted it, and been with Jesus in it are some of the most beautiful times of my life. And we see it on the we see it in today's gospel. There are two ways you can react to suffering, to pain, to shame, to whatever it is that you hate in your life. It's the good thief and the bad thief. What does the bad thief say? Get get us get yourself off of this dang thing and get us out of here too. If you're God, we shouldn't suffer. And you shouldn't suffer either. But the good thief, the good thief essentially says, we deserve this because of what we've done. We deserve this. We are all sinners. We all deserve punishment. But instead of being punished, Christ hangs with us in the pain, in the suffering. And so when that good thief, when he looks over, he doesn't see a broken, bruised, disfigured man. He sees the crown of thorns and sees a crown of gold. He sees Christ clinging to the nails and sees a golden scepter. And he doesn't see a cross, he sees a throne. Because Jesus didn't do anything to deserve that. The good thief knows he deserves what he's getting, but Jesus didn't. And if he's willing to hang there with him, then yes, I want to reign with that guy. And in a moment, he turns and says, Jesus, 
remember me when you come into your kingdom. And in a moment, he's saved. And as Archbishop Sheen said, that thief stole one last thing before he died. He stole heaven. And it was all a movement of the heart. He managed to get to a point where he said, it's okay. I want to be free of all this. I want just you. You get your way. You reign in my heart. And everything changed in the thief's life. Everything. In a moment. But so many of us come down from the cross. We come down from a a young man or woman who's afraid Right? That their, their school peers are going to make fun of them if they live their faith. They come down from the cross. The working man or woman who's afraid to witness to Christ lest they lose their promotion or be made fun of in the workplace. They're coming down from the cross. Cowering in the face of blatant atheistic agendas. Not saying everything, anything in the public square. You're coming down from the cross. When you lose your job and you get mad at God, when something terrible happens and you... You, you turn it like, with the bad thief and say, do something. I shouldn't go through this if you love me. <clears throat> you want to come down from the cross. I am so sick of hearing I'm atheist. I've given up my faith, my old religious practices. That is not the problem. The problem is not the way we think. It's the way we live. It's the way we live. It doesn't take long for us to adjust our thinking to the way we are living. And that's a fact. I don't know if you ever wrote, I love Archbishop Fulton Sheen, so I'm going to bring him up again, but he was on, I think he was on a, a flight, and as he was, I think he was flying over the ocean, he was sitting next to this woman, and this woman, she's like, I love your show, it's so good, she's like, but I would never be Catholic, and he's like, why not? She's like, I just don't, all these rules and all this stuff, and confession, I will never go to confession, I think confession is the worst thing ever, and, and, and Sheen was like, my dear woman, Your reaction to my question is so disproportionate that something terrible must have happened to you. And he looked at her and he said, did you have an abortion? And she started crying just uncontrollably. When they landed in Europe, he kept up connections. She went to confession, received into the church, got married. He did the wedding. He baptized her her first child. That's all it was that was blocking him or her. It was the sin. It was not being able to accept God's loving kingship in that place that she hated. And once she did, everything changed. But until that happens, it's much easier to change the way we think than it is to change the way we live. So which is easier? If you've had an abortion, to say, well, abortion's fine. Everybody should be pro-choice. Or is it easier to say, no, what I did was a terrible thing. And I need forgiveness because I killed my own child. It's way easier to say, I'm just pro-choice now. Because that makes me feel good about myself. We are all in need of salvation. We are all as much that thief hanging on the cross back 2,000 years ago as we are now in the present day and age. Advent is coming, you guys. And I have found that the greatest conversion happens 
when you simply say, Jesus, I'm sorry. I need you. And one of the most profound ways you can do that is through the sacrament of confession. I encourage all of you. For some of you, it has been far too long since you've been in the confessional. Far too long. The Lord wants to meet you in that place. That place of pain, that place of shame, that place of whatever. And he wants to free you just as he freed that thief. So that you can reign with him forever. Make a good confession this Advent so as to prepare your heart for the coming of Christ the King at Christmas.